Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and I am streaming live from wonderful Tucson, Arizona. I was going to say warm, but not so warm today, but it's a lot warmer where I'm at in Washington. I'm excited to be down here at a training camp to ride my bike and excited that and thankful that uh, my wife is holding down the fort in the pharmacy while I can do that. So um, I will see her shortly, though, because she's going to spend the long weekends with me. So today, you do not want to miss out on this episode. Um, as you guys know, Jan and I talk hormones all day long to patients and doctors around the nation and world, actually. And we actually, we absolutely have a passion for it. It's what we do. We love it because it changes so many people's lives. And today, we're going to be talking to Marcella Hill, who's going to be talking about the injustice that women have when seeking hormone replacement. And she's going to talk a little bit about her personal story and the injustice that she had. But fortunately, she found a solution. So Marcella, welcome to our show. Hello. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, I think we connected on TikTok. You've got a wonderful TikTok channel. Is the name Marcella Hill on TikTok or what's your TikTok? Being, being Marcella Hill. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. And yeah, um, I've connected with a lot of educational things on TikTok. When we first um, started using TikTok, you know, I thought it was for dancing teenagers, but, but there's a lot of good, good information, health um, and wellness wise. So um, check out our TikTok, check out Marcella Hill's TikTok. My TikTok is just Sean Needham, just uh, search Sean Needham and TikTok. And so Marcella, um, with that, I will let you kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your personal story and how you started talking about hormones. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, hi, I'm Marcella Hill. Um, I'm in Utah and uh, I'm the mom of four. We have a blended family and, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and kind of a go-getter. I've always had a lot of drive and um, excitement about life and about, I'm 42 now. So around 36, I started noticing uh, no libido and it was really starting to affect my marriage. And I went into my gynecologist and somebody, a friend had mentioned like, oh, you know, that could be affected by hormones. You should go get them checked. So I went to my gynecologist because where else are you supposed to get your hormones checked, right? And she did my blood work, came back, said... Um, you know, you're kind of low in vitamin D. You could probably just take a vitamin D supplement, just, you know, at the regular grocery store, pick some of that up. And other than that, you look fine. Everything's normal. And I was like, great. Now what? Like, do I just not like my husband? Uh, maybe we need more dates, you know, maybe some marriage therapy. So we did, we went to therapy. Um, again, I'm, and super helpful. I would always recommend therapy for anyone and everyone. I think that was extremely helpful, but it also doesn't like turn your body on, you know, it doesn't turn the switch on. And, um, and so many years later, here I am, I'm 42. I had since gotten a partial hysterectomy, uh, due to a prolapsed uterus. I, my body ached all the time. I had stopped running, um, it's just everything got worse. I didn't know it was related. You know, my my legs would itch and itch every night. That's been going on for years. Um, just all these weird symptoms that I didn't know were up 
you know, one thing. And one weekend I found myself laying in bed, very kind of the bottom of the barrel. And that's very unlike me. And quite frankly, it scared me. And I thought, okay, this is depression. You need to go talk to someone. And I reached out to a few friends and I said, where do I go for depression or whatever this is? And one of those friends said, did you ever call that hormone therapist that I mentioned? And I forgot that she had ever mentioned it. And um, I went to that person that week and started hormone therapy. And my life changed dramatically, even within the next few weeks after that. Janet, I bet you have some comments about this. I do. I'm, it's ringing a bell with me because so many times I've heard this story from women, unfortunately. And the, the sad thing about it is that sex between a couple isn't just uh, the intimacy. It's also a communication. And so there's so much more than just the physical part of it. The mental and emotional in a relationship is huge. And so I've even had horror stories of, oh, you're fine. Just Why don't you just use some lidocaine? Well, that didn't solve the problem. Um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, there, there's just some really easy things that we can do from just replacing something naturally in our body. And, and I think where you ran into the problem is, is you had no idea where to go because the first place you went, you were said, oh, you're normal. And believe me, I've heard that too. I've heard, oh, you're just tired. You're a mom. You have a business. You're, you're fine. Just, you know, you're in the normal ranges of everything. Just, you know, relax and things will work out. And that wasn't the case. And I'm hearing that from you loud and clear that, you know, obviously you knew something had to change for you. Yeah. I think we, uh, I mean, I didn't know that this was a problem. I just thought it was my own personal problem. I thought it was me just not knowing where to go. And it just so happens. I, you know, I didn't have a community on TikTok. I had never spoken about women's health at all. Uh, I am in like a public speaking setting, but talking about motivation and joy and lifestyle and not anything to do with vitamins or health or supplements or anything like that. And I just shared my story just as a, hey, this happened and wow, isn't this crazy? And um, over the next few days, over 9 million people saw that and it was like the matrix broke (laughs) that I lived in because I just had no idea. I I didn't know that millions and millions of women were feeling the same way I did and that they weren't getting help and that they were just being completely told that feeling like crap was normal. I mean, I'm just here living in the world that you are in. I didn't know that women in general feel like crap. I did not know that. I didn't know that that was what we were doing here. And And why is it normal and okay? I don't know. When did it become normal? I guess that's the question. Like when were women like, at what point did we know that the girl next door felt the same way I did? You know, at what point did we know that this was happening in South Africa and Australia? Like we're all just going to our doctor in a closed office with one-on-one person. There is no point in time that a whole group of us are saying what it is until now. and. it's pretty crazy to see. It's a little overwhelming, quite frankly. 
So let's talk about some of the things. You mentioned depression. So Janet, let's talk about some of the things that we commonly see like depression um, and, and women are prescribed antidepressants, you know, whether it be Prozac or Zoloft or Effects or whatever. Um, and it's actually a hormone imbalance. Let's talk a little bit about that. Right. So what always comes to mind for me is testosterone in women, especially when we're talking um, lack of libido, uh, hard time sleeping, wanting to stay in bed. So it's not like you're you're missing uh, an antidepressant. You're really missing the messenger giving our brain what we need for our neurotransmitters to work properly. And, and really, that's probably going to be testosterone for women. But there could be other hormones, too. Um, sometimes it's even just a thyroid. Um, but, you know, we talk about other hormones. But what happens, I think, is that we, we word the word hormone and we think there's some bad connotations or it's just with reproduction and that's it. But really the definition is, is that it's a messenger, right? And so it, it takes a message to our body to perform a function. And that's the missing link a lot of times for women. It's not that they need a depression or antidepressant. They need what their body normally and their ovaries were normally being able to make for them. And, and then that whole function was, was complete for most people. And so that's the missing link. And so many times we reach for a pharmaceutical to say, you know, here, this will make you feel better. But and a lot of times what ends up happening is they have less libido, they have less energy, and they're just more lethargic. And that wasn't the answer they were looking for when they went to their doctor's office. Yeah. So, Mar Marcella, tell us about how you finally found hormone replacement and some of the shorter term results and longer term results um, that happened and what hormones you're on. I, that, yeah. That's a lot of questions all in one, isn't it? <laughs> okay. I answer them all day, every day. So it's <laughs> um, I, I, I honestly, I am lucky in my area. I'm in Utah and in Utah, there are many uh, providers. You know, I was able to just Google bioidentical hormone therapy replacement and I, there's 10 <laughs> within range. Um, and I just figured that was how it was for everyone, but it's apparently not um, I was able to go into a clinic that is like a med spa. I've never been to a med spa. They do Botox, injections, uh, lip filler. Yeah, I mean, you name it, sexual wellness, all of that. And uh, I did, I opted for the um, the testosterone pellets. And then also they gave me a compound progesterone. So I take a progesterone in a pill form from a compound pharmacy, and then I get the um, pellets every three to four months. And um, in the first, the second night that I was doing all of this, I slept through the entire night, which that had not even, I, it never occurred to me that like adults could sleep through the night. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. I slept all through the night and most nights I sleep all night now. Um, that was a game changer. Obviously, if you're sleeping, <laughs> it like, can change everything. Um, I noticed um, about a week in that my, my energy was just kind of the steady energy all throughout the day. It would be seven o'clock and I wasn't like counting down the minutes to bedtime and I hadn't taken any caffeine. And then a couple of weeks in, I realized that my body didn't ache anymore. And I dared to go for a long walk 
and I, I could go for a long walk the next day and the next day. And then I started jogging again and it honestly just felt like I was back. I mean, I, I was running, crying, just thinking like, oh my gosh, like I can run again. Look at me. Like, it just feels like bionic woman or that you got your body back. It just was surreal. And then about four months in is when my sex drive kind of kicked in. It was like something in my brain turned on, you know, like the laundry didn't have to be done. We didn't have to go on some fancy romantic date. It was just like my body didn't care. It didn't need the list of things that I had always said. I need to have all these in place for me to feel intimate and want to be, you know, in a sexual setting with you. I didn't need any of that. My body like naturally just wanted it. And that was, that was a whole new world for me. So that was, that's kind of where we're at. Well, it sounds like you got, um, you found the right person right away that was um, dosing with enough progesterone and enough testosterone. And testosterone is a game changer for women. Um, traditionally, you know, in pharmacy school and medical school and nursing school, we're, we're traditionally taught that women need only estrogen. From what you're telling me, you're not on estrogen yet. Is that correct? Right. Nope. Okay. Now, eventually you might have to go on estrogen when you yeah. have some breakthrough hot flashes and things. But typically what we see is it's progesterone first, testosterone second, estrogen third. But what do we do in traditional healthcare? Well, if a woman needs hormones, or if she has any kind of hormone issues, let's just give her a complete hysterectomy and then put her on estrogen. And then things go bonkers because they have no testosterone, no, no progesterone because the woman's ovaries will make testosterone also. And so when we dose testosterone in women, we give them a, a um, not a man's dose, but a woman's dose. So she's, they're not going to get big muscles. They're not going to get oily skin. They're not going to um, grow a beard. Um, well, they might get oily skin if you, if you overdose it a little bit, but you're not going to get um, acne and things like that. So testosterone is a game changer for depression, for libido, for energy, for lean body mass production. Um, it is it is incredible and, and aches and pains. And we typically see very often how women will say after they've been um, taken progesterone, um, the first night they sleep better. And and the important thing is, and with you kind of alluded to a little bit, without sleep, nothing is going to get better. I mean, if we're not sleeping, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, you got to recover when you sleep. You have to, um, that's when you get rest. It's when you get stronger. That's And if you're not sleeping, nothing is going to get better. So it's important to um, dose progesterone aggressively. And I love oral progesterone because oral progesterone is metabolized in the liver um, first pass into 5-allopregnitolone, which actually is a neurohormone, which actually modulates GABA, which helps people sleep. There's actually prescription medication that tries to copy that, but we cannot make anything better than the body can. So progesterone also is so important. Um, tell us about how your relationships with your husband changed. Um, not, and you, you talked about some of the intimacy issues, but um, is that still ongoing? Is it still getting better? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I was at a point where honestly, I just felt like maybe I don't love my husband. I mean, it was so bad, you know, because it gets mixed up and not just no libido, but you almost feel like there's no feelings. You just kind of have this deadness inside. And it seems like no matter what he does, no matter what you do, there's not a lot of connection or feeling. And so you can only equate that, especially after a doctor tells you you're normal. 
Uh, you can only equate that to like, I must not have this love that I'm supposed to have anymore. And not only did the like sex drive kick in, which was incredibly surprising, but it was like this feeling of love again. I mean, it felt like I fell in love with my husband in the middle of having been married for almost 12 years. I mean, it was just, <laughs> just crazy. I just, I felt like this little schoolgirl, you know, not wanting to do anything else except for hanging out with my husband. I mean, isn't it, it great? So great. It was <laughs> right. so great. And you know, now I think it's interesting because when you it, for anything, right? It's new, it's exciting. And I wish it was like just this constant newness, but you kind of settle into it. Right. And, um, I, I will do this forever. Like, I mean, I feel so good and I, it's like, I can function in my life the way I've always wanted to. And, um, one thing I have learned though, is that, okay, you have all of these things like back in place, you still have to do the work to be healthy, to have a healthy relationship, yep. to have healthy communication, to, you know, you can't just like take a pill and it's like all magical land, you know, you still have to do the work. And so, but now what's nice is that us doing the work works. That was what was so frustrating. We were going to therapy, we were doing all these things. And it was just like every time we just hit a wall and it wasn't like soaking into my brain. <laughs> and now it feels like when we read books together and we have really great conversations, it's like my body can respond properly, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And we we hear it all the time. And one of the things is is that um you know, when we talk about optimal versus normal, Jana, when we talk about optimal versus normal um, levels when you just said that we're that it's normal? So optimal is different than what is considered within the range. And let's, let's remember labs are really being taken for people who might even be sick, and there's a big range usually. And we also throw women into this place of, you know, um, we're looking at, uh, a 20, 30 or 40 year old and not, you know, along the line. So we're not, we're not age appropriate and we're not really appropriate with where those labs really, um, need to be for someone. So if we're saying optimal, optimal means what level it's right for this person and where they feel the best and where they are actually more functioning and healthy. So if, if it was perfect, we'd have that level before everything went down as far as when our levels changed. Yeah, we were just discussing, Marcella, um, optimal versus normal levels and how it's important that you know we optimize the hormone levels. Let's we, We've got some comments from one of our loyal um, viewers, Laura Vest-Turner. It's a dirty little secret that no one wants to talk about, definitely. And she made another comment that it's no wonder there are so many divorces as women start perimenopause. When you think about it, in the four, in their 40s, there's a lot of divorces. If we had our hormones stable, I suspect the midlife crisis for women would improve and marriages stay together. That's true. And it is hormones are a piece of the puzzle, like Marcella said. Um, you know, still diet, exercise, sleep are still very important, taking care of yourself, but hormones are a piece of the puzzle. Well, I'll... I'll note this to to the comment we've actually seen um couples um 
go from, like you say, almost divorce court to actually being happy and functioning. And that is super uh, rewarding to see on our end. And it's unfortunate that we got to that place because what we did to them was partly as health providers our fault because we said, well, you're normal, but they were really saying something's not normal for me. I'm not feeling right. I'm not the same person my relationships aren't right and we weren't hearing them so what we did is we shut them down further and i personally am not uh, a fan of throwing anybody on an antidepressant for um when they're going through perimenopause or or menopause because it is a process where a lot of times what's happening in our body is hormones are changing so if you go to what the normal function of these hormones would be then we probably are going to reverse some of the things that we're talking about. And unfortunately, we also kind of have made intimacy and sex dirty. And really, let's let's back it up and say it's not just for reproduction. It's for having healthy relationships within um, a marriage. And a couple needs to have that intimacy. And it comes on both sides. And when the woman is just totally, you know, not part of that picture and doesn't, you know, just like Marcella was saying, you start questioning, you know, your relationship and how you are feeling and do you love this person? Do I love my family? Do I love more? I mean, there's all kinds of things and it's unfortunate, but we see women who first start out with their hormones in the same boat or before they do saying the same things that Marcella has said. Absolutely. And I, I can tell you, Marcella's having some technical challenges. I think um, she, we're trying to get her back logged on. So I'm so glad you're here to, to chat, Janet. And she's going to be back on. Marcella, welcome Hi. back. I can hear hey, you. There you are. All right. Happy so we, <laughs> we talked about, you know, just kind of piggybacked on some of the things we already talked about, but optimal versus normal. And, you know, just I want to say that is like, you know, if you go to a doctor and, you know, you're in postmenopause, and you know they say your levels are normal sure your levels are normal for a 55 year old woman but you weren't having symptoms like this when you were 35. so realize that you want to be like you were when you were 35 not when you're 55. so that's the difference between normal and optimal and that number is like janet said it's different for everybody and and labs are a tool to go along with symptoms and history so um that's what's important well and um, i think also, sorry from, from my viewpoint uh, like at what point was that decided that those ranges were normal? And at what point in time is anyone going to be going back to say, are these still what we want to see as normal? If they're going off of something, I, I can't even figure out what they're going off of. You know, if they're going off of 10-year studies, 20-year studies, saying this is a normal range for a 50-year-old, but no one's paying attention that 35-year-olds feel awful are committing suicide are ending their marriages are leaving their jobs are we okay with saying those ranges are normal still you know like who is doing that work and i just don't think from my viewpoint that that's going to happen as fast as we need it to and so it's going to take the women saying this is not normal for me to do exactly about it. And, and and i think when you look at labs in general and i, and I had a whole podcast on this um, when we look at normal level for labs in general, it's normal for people that are seeking health care. Usually people that are seeking health care are sick. Right. So it's normal for sick people. I can tell you, I use myself as an example all the time. When I was 39 years old and I have a twin brother and, hit, and, and it was the same, I'm going to put him alongside side me. Um, 
our testosterone level was 1,250 when we were 39 years old. The normal level is 200 to 800. I was not on testosterone when I was 39 years old. So why? I guess I was abnormal or the, the, the numbers are just not for everybody. You know, you have to take that in consideration and, and women the same. So, and I will tell you that, you know, and we're going to be having this on our podcast about the intimacy issue, how important, Janet kind of alluded to it, but, you know, sexual relations with our spouse is what sets us apart from just being friends. And it is so, so important. And there's two things about sex. Not only does regular sex make you healthy, but healthy people have regular sex. Um, so th- those are th- that's a very, very important aspect. And I want Janet to, to talk about this because we hear this one a lot. Marcella, you already said you're never going off hormone replacement. <laughs> Janet, what is your opinion about that? Well, and what, what we got in pharmacy <laughs> I've said this many times, but here, here's the reality. Hormones were messengers, right, to give our body functions. And it isn't just the sexual side. It's also the side of, you know, Marcella talked about the ability to run to actually be functioning as a human, right? Being able to move and do the activities that she loves to do. Therefore, she's able to do that. She feels better about herself because she can actually do something she loves to do. So it helps with her mental health too. Um, And if we're just talking testosterone, well, for women, lean body muscle mass is huge, preventing disease, right? We don't have as much abdominal weight, we have more real muscle, and then those little things called bones that we want to have. And, you know, I could I could be here all day talking about, you know, what happens to men and women when they don't have strong bones. I mean, it, to me, this is, it, it's, you know, we could be here all day, but intimacy, for women and speaking for myself is also feeling good about ourselves right how do you approach your spouse if you don't feel good about yourself right and so what she touched on is she felt joy when she was out there running and doing those physical activities that she wanted she also could say who cares about my laundry today i want to be with my spouse right I want, I want this, right? I need this. And she was able to make those connections in her brain because all the things of the puzzle were together in the right place for her. And that's what we're really looking for. And I, I don't want to stop. I have, I have how many um, clients that are in their eighties and nineties and they still want to be intimate. They still want to go out and ride their bike. I mean, last year I rode with a guy who was 86 years old and 100 miles on a bike. I mean, why would we want to stop living? You know, why do we want to put that barrier saying, just stay at home, don't do anything? I mean, so there's so many things. I mean, I I could be here all day, but there's so much more than just what 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 we say of, you know, grab a a cream or a pellet or something that we're putting in our body. There's so much more to it. And tying us to a lab and saying, you know, you're okay is not okay. And I think what happened with Marcella is that she hit enough people that enough women said, I'm not, I'm not agreeing to this. Let's, let's change this. And, and really we have to do it one practitioner at a time with women saying, "Mm mm-mm, there's answers. There's other things that we can do. Absolutely. I think that's 
that's like the key, like first looks like first step here, like from my viewpoint is that because there's so much to unpack when you get into the hormone therapy, there's so much to try, so many methods, so many, I mean, it's like finding a therapist, right? For a huge trauma you've been through. It's, it, it's going to take a minute, but I think we have to start educating women that you're looking in the wrong place. All these women thought that their doctor was going to be the person that they're going to go to for all the answers for the rest of their life, for every transition in their life. And that is where we're failing miserably is that women are going to the one place that they thought had the answer. And when that person does not provide help and tells them straight to their face, this is normal. That is the end of the road for them. They do not know that there are any anywhere else to go. And I think that if we just let women, if we just trust that women, once they know that there are answers beyond their doctor, we'll find it. We'll figure it out. Like we don't need someone to like shove it down our throat or tell us where to go exactly. Like once we know, oh, not there, we'll go find it. And I think that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to sell anything. I'm not here to tell anyone like get to this level or do this method. I'm here to be like, hey, just so you know, like we're all looking in the wrong direction. Like let's all look over here so we can find what's working. Like we will be the ones individually that find what works for us individually and just like my story, yeah, maybe lots of people go do pellets because I'm on pellets, but maybe another woman is going to do cream and it changes her life. And a lot of people will find out that that's the method for them. You know, maybe people do intermittent fasting and that's the right method for them. I just think once we know it's actually our hormones, then we are empowered to do something. But most women just they are running around with itchy ears, running around thinking that they have some, uh, you know. I don't know, some problem in their ears and they're spending all of this money and different doctors and they're not getting a solution. And no one ever said, maybe it's your hormones. I think it's just like a huge problem. Well, our goal of this podcast, as it has been in our pharmacy for over 25 years, is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. And you have helped us realize that goal today, Marcella. Um, as we wind this podcast up, I want to ask you, what do you have a passion for? Changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's Honestly, a big <laughs> I, I want to, you know, I've always been a dreamer, but I really, we've seen people in history change the face of this planet into what they want it to be, into what they think can exist. And I believe that we can live in a world where women know who they are and they feel good. That That's that's awesome. So if anybody has any questions, I want to stream Laura's last comment. I love streaming our guest comments. Um, sadly, practitioners that deal with female hormones aren't used. They're covered by insurance. We have to pay out of pocket for this treatment, which is sad. That that might be sad, though, um, Laura, although I will tell you that the reality of it is, um, and Jan and I have dealt with this for many, many years, and we stopped billing insurance 20 years ago, is that insurance makes things more expensive. It decreases quality, it decreases service, and it increases price. Um, so when we work directly with a client, it actually gives the best of all three. And that's one of the reasons that, uh, a lot of those clinics don't bill insurance. It's also why when you go to a traditional practitioner, they want to just prescribe an antidepressant because it's much easier. It's much faster. They're not getting paid enough for their time. So they just dispense um, right prescriptions all the time. So that's a great comment, Laura. 
So uh, tell us about your link tree and how to get a hold of you, uh, Marcella. Yeah, you can find me. So a lot of people are asking, where do I go? How do I get help? Um, if you click on um, just the link in my bio, go to MarcellaHill.com. Find me on social at being Marcella Hill. I have a couple of resources that I've gathered. And this isn't just me gathering them. I have a Facebook group called Wake Her Up that is thousands and thousands of women saying their recommendations. And that is where we're coming up with this list. All these women are coming together saying, I went here. I loved it. Great experience. I would recommend it. And that's where we're putting everyone you can trust. Uh, It's like your friend recommended the best place ever. So that's where we're putting it. And you can find everything. I am the author of Wake Her Up. You can get a signed book there as well and all the things. (laughs) Awesome. I love what you're doing. We're going to have to have you back on and talk about your book. Yeah, I would love to. That's yeah, yeah, I love hormones, but um, (laughs) my book is is probably my biggest passion. Yeah, yeah, we we will definitely do that. So, thank you for being with us today, Marcella, and and real helping us realize our goal of educating and empowering individuals. Thank you, Janet, for holding down the fort while I'm gone, and thank you for all your comments today. Tune in. Uh, listeners and viewers, Thursday, our midweek podcast, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific time, we will have Alex Mitchell on, and he is going to be talking about safe and effective. Safe and effective, what does those mean when it comes to drug therapy? You might be surprised. So tune in Thursday, our midweek podcast, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you for listening. Thank you.